Hey guys, Jim Cox, FFG Advisors, Park Avenue Securities, and I'm here today with an interview with Dave Brown. He works in the uh, field of solar installation, and we had connected, and I wanted to kind of get some feedback from him and some information in terms of how people are getting on in the process of moving to solar. So Dave, thanks for taking the time to chat today. My pleasure, James. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get involved in terms of solar? Well, it all started with those little solar lights, putting them out in my garden. And, um, you know, I mean, uh, you don't have to plug them in, right? The solar, the sun's providing the solar energy right there. And uh, that was, uh, you know, it just made sense, you know, right away. So, um, so then... Uh, after a while, I moved out to Washington, and uh, I was online, and I found this uh, this uh, video that told me about um, a fantastic company called Power, uh, P-O-W-U-R is how it's spelled. Um, and uh, so when I saw that video, it talked about, you know, climate change. It talked about all the different things happening in the world, um, you know, around, uh, around solar energy, around climate change, around things that are really happening all over the world. And it really, really uh, sparked my interest um, because I'm sitting there and at the time, um, and I'm still disabled, but I found a way to, uh, to move forward from that. But at that time, I was really in a depressed uh, kind of mode. And, um, you know, I, I was trying to look for something that had purpose something I could do for the world mm-hmm. uh, other than just sitting back and, and collecting a check. And, um, and so that's what initially sparked my interest um, getting into the solar industry. Uh, Power provided a spectacular training, um, all the training that I needed to, to get started, uh, to really learn the process, learn how it works for people, um, and they offered um, a zero down uh, option for people. So I was like, uh, I really thought that was also fantastic that, you know, people could literally start going solar without spending a penny out of pocket, mm. right? Um, and how that worked was they were able to uh, get a hold of a finance option that allowed them to go zero down if they had good enough credit. Um the typical credit uh, approval rate is around uh, around 650. So um, I thought that was fair. That's about average um, nationwide. And so um, when I got into it, um, you know, I started meeting these fantastic people, people that really cared about the planet, people that really cared about nature, about, um, you know, uh, about energy and um, pointing out that you know, fossil fuels, we've been working off fossil fuels for around 200 years now. And uh, according to at least 97% of scientists out there, um, that's done a lot of uh, pollution. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wanted to find a way, you know, I, I found a way and I was excited about this way, you know, how to introduce people to solar energy without it being such a big sales, you know, sales gig. I've been in sales for um, most of my life. I've done door-to-door sales, appointment sales, all different types of sales, car lot sales, all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I found that I wasn't a great salesman. <laughs> you know, um, 
what I mean by that is, you know, when I was working on a used car lot, I had a habit of pointing out the bad parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, you see a car over here, it's got, you know, a little kink going on. I, I wanted to be honest with my customers and let them know, hey, you know, uh, this car has a few problems. And so, as you can imagine, I make a whole lot of sales. <laughs> um, but with solar energy, it's it's a whole different thing. It's a conversation. Yeah. It's a conversation that uh, helps people understand the process that, uh, I mean, because there is, there's, there's a big process when it comes to solar energy. Sometimes you'll be involved with anywhere from three to five different companies um, that are taking care of the process for you. And instead of the customer, you know, being, having to be there for all of that, it's much better to have an advisor, somebody that, you know, is there to protect your, your, uh, your needs mm-hmm. and, uh, to show you the, you know, show you the way and help you, um, through the process a little bit more seamless. So you basically yeah. bring together different providers to kind of provide a more integrated service in terms of installing solar. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I first started with power, um, this was in September of 2016, and at the time they had actually only been with one provider, and that was Solar City, one of the biggest solar providers out there in the country. And um, although they were great and everything else, it was very limited, and they're very strict on you know um, everything. <laughs> so, and it really wasn't uh, a game changer as far as income went at the time. Um, however, uh, Solar City, um, they were great and everything else, but, but Power is an innovative company. They're a technology company, a technology platform, uh, much like Uber or, uh, Airbnb. It's, it's, you know, it's an easy application. Um, and so what they did was they broadened the spectrum. So they, uh, Drop Solar City and took on multiple different providers around the country. Mm. So in just a, a few short months, we were providing with uh, you know twenty. I think it was about twenty-seven different companies at the time. Now we're up to around forty-two different companies, mm. and we provide in three different countries. So we got the U.S., we have uh, Australia and Canada, and we also um, cover all of Puerto Rico. Mm. So. A lot of different, you know, area now we have millions of homes available to us to, you know, to help people understand the benefits of solar energy. So what's the difference for uh, a consumer? Like, what's the benefit to buying and financing solar as opposed to a leasing option and and leasing the, uh, the modules? That's a great question. So leasing an option... Um, the leasing option, so it's not really a big thing anymore. And part of the reason for that is, you know, if you go and you lease a car, you turn it back in, you know, when you're done with it, you want the new model, right? Um, with solar energy, that's not going to happen so easily. It's bolted into your rooftop, <laughs> you know. Um, and the, if you want to sell your house, it's not an easy process. There's a lot that comes with, uh, you know, trying to sell a house with the least um, system on the roof. Um, and for a lot of, uh, real estate agents, that's really tough. Now, when you're talking financing, you're actually going to own the energy that you're producing. 
right? So you don't have to give it back. <laughs> and you get to earn dollar for dollar um, using a net metering. Now, net metering is not available in every area, but in the majority of the areas that I work in, it, it's definitely a big thing. So um, doesn't, doesn't leasing, though, doesn't that reduce your electric bill as well? It does reduce your electric bill in most cases, but you're still having to continue to pay that bill. Now, what we want to think about is, you know, um, it's like buying a house. You want an exit plan, right? You want to get out of that and so that you don't have a continuous bill, you know, years and years and years down the road. With financing, you're able to own the system, own the energy being produced. It's different than when you're leasing it. You don't own it. Right. So what's a typical um, what's a typical payback period for somebody who installs a solar system and, and finances it? Well, usually um, the average is seven to twelve years. Um, so depending on their credit, how much they want to make their payments for, um, they can you know be done paying for their system within seven to twelve years. Um, they usually the finance option usually runs twenty years, um, but I don't know too many people that are gonna keep doing it that long they don't really need to they want to own that system as soon as they can so they get rid of that bill right most of us want a nexus strategy get out of the bill so once you own your solar system you don't have any bill anymore except for paying the taxes on the lines right because most of what the utility companies are charging people is for the uh the transportation of the the energy right um and that's actually where a lot of utility companies are actually um, able to raise the rates. Most of the time, they're controlled as far as, you know, uh, I forget the technical term for it at the moment, but um, but you're able to, they're, they're going to continue to raise the rates every single year, um, sometimes monthly. Okay. Um, most of uh, the utility rates go up, uh, you know, 5% is the average, 2 to 5%, depending on what part of the country you're in. Um, so if you, if you stick with the utility companies, you're going to see that rate continue to increase. You're going to keep a bill, you know, going every single month, and you're going to be stuck with that. But if you go solar, you're, you're basically trading the bill. Um, you still have an electric bill. Uh, depending on what your uh, the size of your system is, so there's when you go solar, you want to know how much of that energy you want to offset. How much of your bill do you want to, you know, offset with the uh, with the solar energy, right? So you have a solar system up on your roof. You can have one that uh, that covers eighty percent of your um, your bill. You can have one that covers. 60% of your bill or you can have one that covers 110% of your bill. Can Which people so can people basically have have a larger system on the roof and sell energy back to the utility back into the grid and get not paid for way, it? Not the way you would think. Um, utility companies really want to keep that under control. Right, because if you can just go and pop a solar system out in your backyard that's producing way more than your home is going to produce, then they're going to be paying you a lot of money. They don't want that, right? So we have to go a little bit on, you know, it's, it's kind of a give and take, right? So what we do, what my job is, is to um, examine your energy usage, 
so that we don't build a system that's too big for you, where it's going to cost you a lot of money out of your pocket, or uh, too small for you that's not going to produce enough energy for your needs, right? So every single home is different. We can have the exact same home as you have right now next door with the same amount of people and you still have a different energy bill, Mm. right? And so what we do is we take that energy bill that you have, we examine it, we show you exactly where that, you know, all of that money's coming from, where it's going. And then we show you, uh, in comparison, a solar energy proposal that will um, show you exactly what your exactly what size system that you're going to need to cover your your typical energy needs. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I mean, one of the one of the challenges is that there are a lot of utilities that oppose residential solar and really throw up roadblocks to people being able to install it at all. So absolutely, that gives that gives you your independence, right? They don't want that. They want you to continue to pay them instead of having you know where you're able to to get out of their pocket. Does that make sense? Yeah, but how do you do it in a state where the state utility is basically actively opposing installation of solar? Yeah, we, we definitely have a few states like that, uh, including, like, I, I believe Arizona is one of those. And um, it, it's really about what the people want. Uh, so, you know, if, if people are going to stand up for themselves, if they're going to take their independence back, um, then they have to stand against those companies. You know, and they have to go and, and change those laws. And that's really what it takes. It takes people to actually step up to the plate to make those changes. Um, we, let's see, in, uh, uh, in, in Vegas, for instance, Vegas is one of those areas where it's just been a battle back and forth, you know, for residential solar and commercial solar. Um and so we have people on our team that have been out there that live over in that area that have been there to, to push, you know, in legislation to, to step up to the plate and go out there and tell them, hey, look, no, we want our independence. We want, you know, to be free of that. We want to own our system, own our power. Um, but as far as, you know, going to, going to go and pop a solar system up with the intent to make a whole lot of money, that's a whole different field. Mm. and not one that I'm actually that educated on. Mm. Um, Where I'm educated is to really explain to people how they can have that independence um, and, you know, where they can get it. Um, So a lot of people, they they don't know who to trust, right? They don't know what company is a great company to go to to get their solar energy, Um are they licensed? You know, all of these different things. My job is really to save people that time and that money going out searching for those people that they can trust when I've already done the work. My team has already done the work. We've vetted these companies. We make sure that they're the best of the best in the industry in your specific areas. And they're going to come out. They're going to survey your, your property, make sure that the roof is intact, you know, that it's in the right direction. You don't have a lot of shading going on on your roof. There's a lot of things that can really break a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, to answer your question, uh, again, that's that's kind of beyond um, a simple conversation. That's legislation. Yeah. You want If people want their rights, 
they got to stand up and take them. You know, um, you know, like here in Oregon, people have already done that. We're the third uh, cleanest state in the country at the moment. People care about their environment here. They want the grass green. <laughs> you know, um, and in other other places that are a little bit more busy, it's hard for people to get out there and you know take time off work to go and you know go down to the op- uh, state office and make a, a stance. It's difficult. But if people really want that, they got to go get it. Yeah, I mean, people definitely need to, to stand up more and kind of connect with organizations that that support that. What about, um, like, MicroWin? Do you um, have people that work in that field as well to kind of work in tandem with solar? Um, say again, I, I didn't hear you. MicroWin, like MicroWin turbines for, like, residential use? Oh, you know... Um, be honest with you, it's, it's not something I focused on. Okay. Um, my my pure focus right now is really on what is affordable to the general public, and that's really why solar energy is top of the line right now because it's uh, it is affordable. It's yeah. um, what we call a grid parity. So when it is cheaper for you to go solar than it is for you to continue to pay the utility companies, mm-hmm. that's grid parity. Yeah. And, that, and that's where most of the states are now. Yeah. We still have a few in the, you know, in the Midwest um, that are still not quite there yet. Oregon is just above, you know, where it's going to um, And so we find here that there are still some people that uh, it just doesn't make sense yet. So, know, do, you, so do you find um, people wanting to install storage capacity like uh, battery storage along with solar we do we i hear a lot of people asking about it and i'm glad they are um but right now it's really um it's more affordable and it makes more sense along the coastal regions where they actually have a lot of power outages does that make sense yeah, I mean, it, I get that. I mean, the other the other aspect is really, you know, having power for night as well. You know, not just well, the, for power out. The price the price of battery storage is coming down, and it has dropped dramatically over the last two years. But it's not exactly um, affordable or financially sound yet for people more in inland mm-hmm. uh, that don't experience a lot of power outages because right now what happens in like areas like this where it's uh, net metering the utility acts as your battery backup and gotcha. h- h- how that works is well if if you have a power outage your power is still going to go out because they got to work on the lines right they don't want to be zapped up there so they're still going to you know turn the power off but um, I kind of lost track there <laughs> where, where well, I was going. well how does that how does that work if uh, if a utility has a power outage and you have a solar collector and uh, that's still collecting energy um, is the utility coming in? Is the utility coming in and shutting down your solar while they're playing with the lines? Exactly. Yes. So the utility, the, the utility company will shut off your power um, so that it's safe for them to work on the lines. Hmm. Um, now, if you have a backup battery, 
you can uh, disconnect from the grid uh, for a small period of time. Um, where that, like I said, where that really makes sense, where it's really financially, uh, where it financially makes sense is more in the coastal regions where you have a lot of power outages. Um, inland, it just, it just isn't there yet. Um, they're still pretty expensive, you know, um, to get going. And so you see a lot of people using generators or whatever for their backup. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are two different types of storage batteries. Uh, for residential, there is um, a whole home battery, which will cover all of your your needs uh, for a temporary period of time until the sun comes up again, at least. And then there's a partial home battery where you can select, like you want your ener- you want your refrigerator to stay on, you want your stove to work, you want you know a few other your hot water tank. The necessities. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's where you can select a few, and that's that's where it actually. It's more affordable and makes more sense for a lot of people inland right now. Yeah, I mean, I know with, like, for example, with Sandy, I mean, um, people were without energy for electricity for weeks. Literally, uh, a lot of New Jersey was without power for almost two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And over in that region, it really does make a lot more sense. Uh, uh, Financially, in in all the different aspects, it makes sense uh, to have battery backup. Like in New York totally good place for for a battery backup um and so so it's like um uh, puerto rico for instance um if you have battery backup in puerto rico and you have solar going on so the only time that you're going to be um using that battery is you know mostly at night right um and so as soon as the sun comes back up your system is running again Okay. Um, and so, I mean, in, in places like that, it, it just makes perfect sense. If you're going to go solar, go ahead and get the storage bat, you know, storage yeah. battery backup. Yeah. Um, in places in further inland, you know, it, it just, it's not a good choice financially yet. Yeah. So are there, um, are there benefits financially in terms of like government uh, incentives to install solar still, or have those already gone off the, uh, off the books? Yeah, um, there definitely are. Until the end of this year, there's up to uh, 30% tax incentive to help you pay for your system. Hmm. But um, those are going to be going away. Uh, the 30% is definitely going down uh, as of next year. Um, and eventually will be completely gone. Um, I see it moving towards completely gone a little quicker because of states like California, where as of next year, it's going to be law for all new homes and new renovations, new buildings to all go solar, right? So mm-hmm. then there's not going to be this big incentive, a nice cash back, you know, kind of deal. Um, here in Oregon, you have uh, Oregon Energy Trust gives you a few thousand dollars to help you pay for your solar system. Gotcha. Um, there's other subsidies available depending on the county, the state. Um, you really have to, to look into it or have somebody that knows the system. <laughs> and that's where people like myself come in. Um, that can get all of that information for you without you having to spend your time and money doing so yourself. Gotcha. Um, if somebody wants to learn more about this and get a hold of you, how can they reach out to you? 
davebrownsolar.com and or they can reach me on my email at ggwsolar at gmail.com. Awesome. Dave, thanks for taking the time to uh, chat tonight. And, uh, you know, as things develop, we'll have to talk more, uh, especially regarding uh, solar and where it's where it's at coming uh, next year. Absolutely. Yeah, I really appreciate your time and, and uh, helping me with this. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right.